Hi, I'm Brad. Where are you calling from? I'm currently in Guatemala. I'm calling from Paris. I am living in Monrovia, California. And wherever you are, welcome to Blonde Radio. Hi, I'm Brad. I live on the west coast of Canada and I love seeing things from a new point of view. And welcome to Blonde Radio, where every week I book calls with strangers from around the world. Today, we'll talk to Alicia, a visual artist in Guatemala, Ruben, a law student and activist currently studying in France, and Joe, who's pursuing a career as an actor in California. But first, at Blonde Radio, we're all about community. So here's what you can expect this coming week, as well as some highlights presented by the Discord mod team. Hey, I'm Fa. I'm Peach. I'm Ari. I'm Sable. I'm Cameron. I'm Tree. I'm Eddie. And here's what's happening this week at Blonde Radio. Come on by this Saturday, October the 23rd at 3 p.m. PST for Bass Night. Enjoy some tunes and vibes with the homies with fantastic music and DJing provided by Low Boil. Big love to our new member plus homies, Iroh, Hyde, Robin, Dew, Beef, Heather, and Cheese Bread. You make this place what it is. Keep up the great work. Finally, thanks to everyone who came out to the speed friending this past weekend. It was so fun connecting with someone new. I hope you join us for the next one. Thanks, Annie. And now here's Alessia. Hello. Hi. How's it going? I'm Brad. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm Alicia. Alicia. Perfect. How's yeah. your day been? Uh, my day's been pretty good, actually. Although I have been a little nervous about this uh, this interview, but I think I feel pretty okay with it. <laughs> no sweat. Listen, I'm faking it. Everyone's faking it. We're all just winging it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel pretty pretty confident about it. And it seems really fun. So thank you for having me, first of all. <laughs> Oh, and of course, thanks for taking the time to chat. It really means a lot. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I've actually been following for a couple of months now. And I don't know, I think it's a really nice way. Like the whole audio empathy thing is like really yeah. great. So thank you for making this community. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. That's very sweet. And then where are you calling from? Uh, I'm currently in Guatemala. <laughs> Phenomenal. That's so cool. Sweet. I'll give some space for you at the start here, just to sort of give an elevator pitch on you. You know, who are you? What do you do? And what would you say got you to where you are today? Who are you? That's such a hard question. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I'm a freelance graphic designer and illustrator. Uh, like I said, I currently live in Guatemala, but I'm originally from LA, born and raised. I guess I would say I'm an enthusiast of all things like anime or like horror and animated movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely a music junkie. I would say I'm kind of like an introverted extrovert, if that makes any sense. That does. I feel that. I resonate with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a difficult thing to explain, but I feel like people who are like like that definitely, you know, like understand <laughs> where I'm coming from. <laughs> oh, for sure. So are you still finishing up any school or are you out and about what's the i graduated university uh almost two years ago so oh, congrats. i'm done with that part of my life yeah thank you thank you i would say right now i'm just like trying to figure things out trying to see like what my next big move is and that's why i say like figuring out who i am is exactly like a very very difficult question because i'm still kind of like on a journey to figure out who i am totally oh, i love that so much now would you say hmm, in your opinion was art something you mm -hmm. decided to do or has that been with you, you know, as long as you can remember? Or is that, you know, something you stumbled upon? I was always like really like a shy and like reserved kid. And like art was definitely something that I have always been into, like whether it be movies 
or like, you know, like painting or whatever. It was always part of my life. But growing up, I wanted to be a vet. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I really love animals. But when I did move here and saw that, like, I guess vet wasn't really like the ideal job. Mm-hmm. I had to like rethink everything. So like graphic design was like the next I guess the next idea because I had taken a graphic design course in high school and I really enjoyed it. So it was kind of like going out on a limb to like go into graphic design as a major. So I definitely grew up with art, but I didn't take it seriously until until I was like 19. Interesting. I wouldn't have never assumed that not to, you know, everyone's artistic journey is not linear. It's different for everyone. But from the art I've seen for you, like my initial impression is like, oh, this is someone that's been doing it since like their whole life. But that's so cool that um, (laughs) you found this a bit later on. That's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) it definitely has been a journey. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm pretty happy where I am right now, like, I guess, artistically. Would you say you're comfortable making those compromises? Like you're speaking to like you had this one plan, but realistically you sort of weighed your options and you're like, ah, it doesn't seem like the move. Is that, are those types of decisions easy for you to make? Oh, definitely not. (laughs) They definitely, they definitely put me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But no, that was, like I said, like definitely going out on a limb and just like not knowing what was going to happen which is kind of exciting, but at the same time, it does make me very anxious to like look at things from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the decision paid off and (laughs) it looks like you're killing it. So kudos to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I'm struggling. You know, I got a little bit of imposter syndrome, like every (laughs) good creative, I feel. But, you know, I'm I'm trying. I was just, (laughs) just thinking that, like, I think every artist, once they're settled into their rhythm, if you don't face imposter syndrome a few times, like, I don't know if you're really in it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh And seeing like, there's so much like fellow artists and like so much competition and like, you start like comparing your work and everything. It's, it's really hard. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Oh, for real. Now, I see you tackling a bunch of different art, different subjects, but right now, what types of projects would you say you're most excited to work on? I was really excited for this month because there's this art challenge called Inktober or Drawtober. I was really like focused to to finish that, you know, this year because I've never really fully finished a whole month and I failed after day two. Oh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm really inconsistent with those types of things. But, you know, just doing it and like pushing myself to do it was, I guess, a good thing. I guess I'm really excited that uh, hopefully if things work out, uh, I will be moving back to L.A. next year. Oh, nice. You know, I'm really excited to like one of my goals is to like open like my own art or print shop. So that's like something I'm really working hard towards. And from that, you know, just like two other goals I have, I guess. But that's like long term. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And mm-hmm. coming back or moving to a new place, even if it's a place you come from, so many opportunities. That's that's going to be so awesome for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. LA is like a big, big place where like the artsy kids definitely, you <laughs> yeah. know, like they find a place where they belong. So I'm yeah. really excited for that, honestly. That's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> what would you say was the last time you felt truly heard and understood by someone? Well, that, that's another hard question. During the summer, when 
I went back to LA after like maybe five years of not going. I started hanging out with my cousins a lot more, like my family and everything. I guess I had a lot of like anxiousness built up in me and stuff. So I felt like I could be like open with them without being judged. And not only was I like received with open arms, but they also gave me like really good like tips on like how to get over certain things. And they were very much like supportive with the idea of me moving back and like starting out fresh and like working specifically just for art or graphic design so that mm. was like during the summer you know that was nice that's awesome yeah mm-hmm. would you say like consistently you have people that you can go to to get that sort of feedback and outlet that you need honestly no but that's because i'm very much a type of person that's like i will listen to everybody and anybody mm-hmm. with what Ever they need but i can't be open with people for some <laughs> reason that's kind of like it doesn't make sense <laughs> right but i you know i'd rather keep to myself try to figure my stuff out and then mm-hmm. if someone needs me like obviously i'm gonna be there for them but that's very much being kind of like on this thin line of being either an empath or like a people pleaser <laughs> truly okay but oh man I know there's no real solution for it and I don't even know if it needs a solution, but like the fact that, you know, you'd be so willing to reach out and help your friends. Like I would ideally hope that your friends would want to reach out and help you. (laughs) Oh yeah, they definitely do. But I'm just like, I push people away when I'm like maybe going through something or like feel some type of way. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, no, no, it's fine. I'll deal with it. You know, because (laughs) you get that feeling of like, I don't want to be a burden to others. Mm -hmm. So it's very much that. Uh Uh-huh. Man, it's always, listen, not to categorize anyone, but it's always the artists. You you guys, you <laughs> internalize that stuff. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I definitely agree with you. I've met a lot of people that are like that. And at least, you know, at least we get to understand each other. <laughs> yeah. And listen, it, it works as great inspiration. So many of the videos I've made have come from deep places of inner turmoil. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what? Those videos are actually super relatable i've seen a lot of your videos and honestly kudos to you for making those videos because you know you can you can watch them and they're visually appealing or you can just listen to them like a podcast and like they make you feel good i don't know but i really like your work so very sweet thank (laughs) you so much um so we kind of have uh, a question of the week here this week's question is it's kind of it's it's a sidestep here but (laughs) What tools would you say personally use in your every day to day to manage anger? How do you resolve that sort of upset feeling inside of you whenever it arises? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mainly two things. I try to carry a notebook around with me. So mm-hmm. when I'm feeling anything that may be a little overwhelming, I tend to maybe I'll just scribble in the notebook or I could write down what I'm feeling. But I always try to like, you know, make the feelings like physical, like on paper, mm-hmm. or I'll just listen to music that like chills me out. Those are, I'd say, two important things that I use when it comes to like anger or being upset. That's what I would use. And how specifically, mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you say it in a very sort of a uh, tactile way. I write it down. Like, and how, what does that look like? How does that feel? Like you're letting your anger out through like your fingers and it's like bleeding onto the page kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it gets very much that. Yeah. And with music, it's just like maybe like distracting yourself from what you're feeling in the moment. You know, I have a playlist that's like specifically for like anger or or anxiousness or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those that music definitely calms me down. So, yeah. 
I love that. Those are some pretty fantastic tools. Kind of a, a sad, dour topic to end on, but that's kind of my last question. But yeah, I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about, especially nowadays, I don't know. I'm on Twitter too much. I just see lots of anger and I'm like, how do I, how can I resolve this? <laughs> yeah, I get it. On TikTok too, there's a lot of, I don't know, maybe oh it's because God. of the algorithm yeah. and the stuff I like, but apparently I have all these like trauma things and like who needs therapy anymore when you have like TikTok telling you what you're feeling and how to like resolve it. Because so too I specific. definitely get that. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it gets way, way too specific. So now <laughs> you're like kind of like doubting yourself, like what am I doing? <laughs> but I totally get that. Mm. At, least, at least we have the tools that we need. I like that. Mm-hmm, exactly. We're not going to like let it all like inside and then like never let it out no. now we have yeah. the tools to like you know manage that in a safe way i love that thank you so much thank you for for sharing and speaking your words no and thank you for having me honestly like i said this is like a great space that you have so i very much appreciate this whole community thing and right yeah on. i wish you the best with this this is definitely a, a great project you got going on so keep thank it you up. thank <laughs> you sweet but beyond that again thanks for uh thanks for hanging yeah yeah thanks for having me thank you i'll talk to you later okay thank you have a nice rest of your evening (laughs) you as well ciao thank you bye hello i'm brad nice to meet you nice to meet you my name is ruben ruben thanks again thanks for taking the time out of the day to chat it's my pleasure it's an honest pleasure how's your how's your day been so far Quite tiring to be honest. Yeah. Work up at six, do some sport. I've been back, been working ever since. Totally. Working on that university. grind. <laughs> yeah, I'm on that grind. <laughs> I'm a law student, so it's it's quite a bit of work. It's quite a bit of work. I'd imagine. And then, uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Paris, France. Insane. Halfway around the world. Where are you from? Uh, west coast of Canada. So quite literally, we're opposites out here. Oh yeah. Okay. That, so that's completely the other side. Wow. Yeah. This is amazing. I love this. It's me too. This is great. Well, I'll give you some space here at the top. Give us the sort of the, the elevator pitch on you. You know, who are you? What do you do? Okay. And what would you say got you to where you are today? Okay. My name is Ruben. I'm a 19-year-old student from Paris, France. I moved to France about 15 years ago from the UK. I have gone through tough periods in my life, being the older child, going to French schools for the first time, learning all about the French and their community and how they are. What got me through life is being true to myself, doing what I love, not caring about how others think about me or whatever other people might think. And because of that, I've been an activist for the climate cause, for Black Lives Matter, for the LGBTQ plus community. And uh, I've built myself around uh, how French work and just make myself better for uh, everyone around me. And yeah, my whole goal in life is making sure that everyone feels safe, protected and live a joyful life. No fear whatsoever. That's why I'm studying law. That's beautiful. I love that so much. That's so, so cool. Marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) So... What what change are you confident that you'd see in your lifetime through your your activism work, either something that you'd be involved in or on a greater scale? What what change do you think is on the horizon for culture today? That's a complicated one, because sadly, if I'm looking at the political side of it, there's not much change that I can see that's coming soon. Not enough change. Right. I, I know there's um, this change, but not enough of it. On the social point of view, there's a lot of change. 
And I can see it in the youth. Lots more people are coming more and more accepted, especially if we're talking about the LGBTQ community. I can see so many of my friends coming out as uh, being the true selves and not being scared to do so. And uh, I can see the community around them, everyone around them being more supportive than I've ever seen them. So in that aspect, it's really changing. It's really being more open and much more caring. Sadly, in France, there's also, in France and but all over the world, there's... Um, big problems with misogyny and other but hopefully I'm seeing things get better in that sense as I said um, the only part where I can't see very much changes in the political aspect and when I say that I'm talking a bit more more a bit more about climate change mm-hmm. I can't really see any big actions taking part even though we had, did have Greta who uh, went to the UN who did big speeches who really touched the heart of millions and millions of people really in the political aspect not very much is going to happen because of um, the vision is set on growth financial growth economical growth money and all things like that so climate and protection of our nature of our habitat of our planet goes into uh, second or third place Mm. that's fortunately uh it's this double-edged sword where you know i look at gen z so often and see some of the most accepting, caring, and open-hearted people. But like, I think no matter what, as you're speaking to in every generation, it's sort of a human issue. It's like, there's always going to be people that are going to vie for personal gain over <laughs> the collective yeah. well-being. It's, it's hard exactly. to root that out, especially when those people get into positions of power. Exactly. And I sort of understand it because uh, humanity in on itself is a very egotistical uh, species. We mm-hmm. have always thought about ourselves and survival of our person. That's how we managed to become one of the, the most dominant species on this planet. Even though we know, don't need to be that anymore, it's still rooted in us. So in somewhat, I can understand it. But in a, a time of society where we don't need to be uh, who we were to survive, we can decide not to be not to be what we were, to be who we should be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's clear. No, that I like that. That makes sense. What would you say is sort of kickstarted and like continues to give you inspiration to fight for the changes that you are? Happiness. Mm-hmm. Not not my happiness. Um, happiness of others. I live my life on seeing people smile. The, yeah. The, only, the times I feel is the happiest, the most whole and complete in who I am is when I see my best friends, my friends, my brother, my family, anyone just smile. A smile on somebody's face just lights up the whole world. And it's the thing that I work, try my best to work to. If it's in um, helping them get through hard times, if it's just making them laugh with a stupid joke, just seeing a smile on the face just gives them the energy to keep going, keep moving forward. Fantastic. That's awesome. And you've kind of touched this on this a little bit, you know, with activism, especially as time moves on month by month, year by year, you're coming up against really troubling stuff that we're, you know, facing greater and greater. Is it hard to stay optimistic despite seeing that so, so often? Um, yes. It, it, yes, of course, it's hard to stay optimistic. And I've seen people crumble beneath the pressure of nothing happening, of um, climate anxiety, inaction from the government is just making people just crumbled under the anxiety of nothing's going to happen, becoming depressed and et cetera. Just, I've seen lots of people crumble. I myself, I've always tried to stay strong because I, I don't do this for me. I, I try and do this for the others, for everyone else. I know that from my heart, it started with my initiative to say, I need to do something. But I continue. I, I continue going strong. I continue doing my activism and doing marches, organizing things from, because I want to see change for others. 
and that's my motivation and and, and I can see that other people just uh, because of the the very um restricted uh, change that has happened change <laughs> in quotation marks mm-hmm. not very much has happened and you just see how people just crumble and become so sad and depressed and it really makes me sad and really brings me down but I cannot myself stop and say I, I can't do anymore so if I decide to say I can't who will because I've seen so many people who try and then sadly fail and just give up and do things for themselves but I, I can't let myself become one of those people because I want to change something my whole life is right now is based on I want to change something for the best and if I, if I can't help people then I'm going to try and find another way to help people and another and another mm-hmm. It's so important that we stay strong. So important, especially in these times of COVID and climate change and this and that and political unrest. It's it's so important that we stay strong mentally and physically. I just yeah, trying to make everything better for everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> no, that that makes a lot of sense. Mm. And you know, it kind of can feel like a like a circle. You know, it's the you get that burnout. You see the people around you kind of burning out. Do do you ever worry that's yeah. going to happen to you? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that yes, one one day if I do continue working and being who I am, I, w- I will have a burnout. It's, it's, it's certain that it's something that can happen. I'm not worried about it. I just want to keep going until I can't anymore. I cannot rest until people, not everyone around <laughs> me or just in general is happy or anything. I know that I can't change many things. People yeah. can be sad. People are allowed to be sad. People can live things that just just put them into a depression or make them anxious or this or that. I know I can't change everything, mm-hmm. but just I'm trying to fight for something that is better, a better world. Because in the world that we are right now, in the society that we are right now, even though it is it's a working society, mm-hmm. it's there's something deeply wrong in it. Oh, totally. So, yeah. You know, as you're speaking to, it's not necessarily about you know a utopia. For example, but it's uh, maybe on a smaller level. That's something my folks instilled with me. Is like at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing, leave the the people you engage with and interact with uh, better than you found them. You know, no one should be worse off for knowing you. And I think you know you could scale that. You know, the systems that we're involved in should should not be worse by the end of our our time here. If anything, exactly. hopefully better. But we'll see. <laughs> Uh, that's exactly it. <laughs> uh, kind of in closing here, we sort of have a, a theme of the week, question of the week. Oh, I like yeah. that. And this week's theme is, what tools would you say you use to manage anger? How do you resolve that turmoil when it arises in your life? That's actually a really good question. Because um, I, ha- I have gone through a really big bit of anger and sadness not too long ago. So it's really still fresh in my head. How did I get through it? It's... Uh, I I did something that I I'm not, I wouldn't recommend people do, and I sort of uh, kept it to myself and not really talked about it for a bit. It's really bad for yourself. Um, mm. After a while, I I did open up to my friends, and uh, that helped so much to be able to open up and just have good thoughts on it, just help people help, etc. Even though it's just anger or sadness, just opening up is is really helpful. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I found that really really helped me is um but this is might be just a personal thing is i am a, a boxer uh, i m- one of my favorite sports is boxing i went through this massive bit of anger of sadness every day i did sport i was outside um working where the as a punching bag putting all the anger that i had through my fists into the bag it it just it's externalizing the anger through any way possible i think 
for me, it was uh, punching a punching bag, which might sound very violent, but it, it, it worked for me. Yeah. For other people, I know it's, it might be drawing the anger away or writing it away or singing it away or just shouting it away. My big thing is for anger is not to keep it pent up. If you keep mm-hmm. anger pent up inside of you, it will just grow and grow, get badder, bigger, and just become, and you will just go about in a giant explosion that would not, not just hurt yourself, but hurt anyone surrounding it like an explosion <laughs> and um yeah when anger does arise which will happen you can never hide yourself away from anger cannot anger and sadness and anything else all the emotions that you can feel are completely normal it's part of life you can't live life without feeling anger without feeling sad without feeling anxious each time you have to try and externalize it if it's by writing it down in a notebook drawing an ugly person if it's a teacher who makes you angry draw down a teacher cross him out whatever or is it just go out and do sport or just walk in the countryside and start shouting, I hate you, I fuck you to any to the birds just wandering about. Just externalizing anger is in a sort of controlled manner is for me the best thing somebody can do. That's awesome. Giving yourself a as you're speaking to, yeah, a controlled outlet. Know that that sounds like a great like tool. A controlled outlet. And you don't have to do it. And also, you don't have to do it alone. I sadly lived in the middle of the countryside in France. So I had my parents and my brother and my dog. So I didn't really have any anyone to talk to. When I externalized, it was by myself in in the dark of night with music playing, punching a boxing bag. But I know that people can also externalize anger together. Like There's group sessions of things that you can do. Just do things together where you just talk about gossip about something that made you angry and just externalizing it to somebody else who who feels the same way about that same thing also helps this doesn't mean you have to do it by yourself nothing has to be done by yourself even though you can sometimes it's better to do it with, uh, with friends with uh, other people it's just the fact of externalizing that always would help in my mind i know sometimes it's not for everyone but for me what worked was externalizing it i love that so much thank you so much <laughs> my pleasure um, that's kind of that's kind of about it, Ruben. Do you have uh, exciting plans for the rest of your day? Oh God, rest of my day. Go to university, work, come back home, do a bit of sport, go to bed. <laughs> Nothing much. My day yes. is um, just a, a normal student day. Trying call my friends during the afternoon or evening to make sure they're all okay and just banter. That's all <laughs> I need. So for sure. <laughs> awesome. Again, thank you so much for your time and your words, Ruben. It means a lot. No, thank you very much. This is brilliant. And I, I haven't felt a connection like this in a long time. I just love, <laughs> love this. So brilliant. It's really good. I love it's it. Very, thank very you sweet. very much. Well, I wish you the best of luck with, uh, with the rest of your day. Thanks. And I wish you best of luck for the rest of your night <laughs> and stuff in the morning. <laughs> for sure. Will do. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Ciao, okay. ciao. Hello. How's it going? Going good. Yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you. Fantastic. I'm Brad. Nice to meet you. I'm Joe. Nice to meet you. Oh, great. Yeah. Day's going good for you? It's good. Yeah. I stayed up way too late last night, but I woke up in time, so we're good. (laughs) Me too. Fantastic. Love to hear it. Where are you calling from? I am living in Monrovia, California, so it's like 35 minutes from downtown LA, depending on the traffic. That's awesome. Have you been living out there your whole life or... Pretty much, yeah. I uh, I've lived in Monrovia my whole life, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I want to move out, but yeah. I'm not quite on the path to do that yet. All things in due time. Yeah. Sick. Sweet. Well, I do have some questions for you, but off the top, I'll definitely give you some space to sort of give the elevator pitch on you. You know, who are you? What do you do? And what would you say? 
got you to where you are today? Gotcha. Um, yeah. So at the moment, um, I'm working two jobs. Uh, I'm actually in between two, uh, in between three jobs, moving to two jobs. Right. Um, I work at a thrift store and a dining movie theater and also an ice cream shop. I, in terms of like career stuff, I really, really want to be an actor. That's been Mm -hmm. my dream. Um, since I was a kid, I've been doing theater for like 10 plus years now, but this is a very, what's the word? Transformative period in my life, if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I've been in therapy for like a year now. I've been on medication. I'm just discovering a lot of things about myself that I didn't know prior. Um, And so it's been a struggle to kind of put my aspirations aside. Like I really want to be an actor, but I don't know how to get into that. So I'm just trying to get into my better financial situation and, and kind of learn more about myself. But I am like a super big people person. I love making people laugh. I don't know if I would consider myself an empath, but I just, I, I like to guide myself with emotions and and I like making really deep connections with people. I just try to live life to the fullest. And I feel like my personal struggles hold me back a lot from doing that. But right. um, yeah, I, I just want to make the most out of life, I think. Oh, that's great. And that's kind of like leading nicely into my first question. You touched on it a little bit and it was in your initial message when you reached out this kind of big season of change that you're going through what what sparked that what got that rolling for you yeah um therapy has definitely helped i uh, i guess i'll just kind of jump into it It, it's kind of heavy but i'll try to keep it light at the moment i i think my biggest struggle is as i struggle with an inferiority complex and i also struggle with diagnosed ptsd Mm -hmm. um it's been interesting like I've been in therapy, like I mentioned, for about a year now. And the biggest thing I've learned is that like nothing feels the way you think it should. Um, there's a lot of, you know, things I'm learning about myself that I, I literally wouldn't have learned otherwise. And it's just like, I didn't expect life to be this way, or I didn't expect it to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's kind of a weird sensation, like having this this preconceived idea of what of a, an understanding of yourself if you will or of your surroundings or your friends or your family and then have that completely shift and and not knowing where to go and so i think you know dealing with like the inferiority complex and stuff like that um it's just such an interesting dynamic having one foot in both worlds being like oh i have the old understanding of how i think my life is and then having the new understanding of like oh okay maybe things can be different maybe i can see myself in a better light or maybe i can do the things i want to do but then not necessarily like following through on either of those just kind of (laughs) witnessing them and then being like okay now i actually have to put the work in to figure out which i want to you know put both feet in if you will right yeah and that there comes the bane switch yeah gain the perspective seen in a different way so great so awesome then yeah you do have to put in the work (laughs) yeah no that's that's been a a big struggle for me i I mean i was a very rebellious kid and i I think growing up i didn't have a lot of self-esteem and and stuff like that i don't even know necessarily where it comes from i'm still trying to figure that out but that's been my biggest problem is that i constantly rebelled i just Mm -hmm. as soon as someone told me to do something i would not want to do it and so my parents you know growing up going through high school and here's the kicker too my dad was a teacher at my high school so there was a there was a certain expectation already there of like oh you know you got to do well because you're the teacher's kid and then it was a very you know prestigious very wealthy school everyone there was going to like ivy leagues and and stuff like that and i was like the the kid who who didn't want to do anything and just wanted to do theater and so i never really learned how to learn and i never really learned how to put in the work into something i wanted to do Mm -hmm. so now when i figure out like oh okay i know what i want to do i have the framework of 
an idea of, you know, I want to move out. I want to become an actor. I want to be, you know, have a relationship with someone. Like I, I want these certain things, but I don't know how to put the work in to do that because all I've known is, oh, let me do the opposite thing if someone tells me. Right. Well, at least, I mean, at least we figured that out now rather than later. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm so blessed to have figured this out yeah. now. Because, you know, even talking to my parents or older people, they're just like, you're figuring this out now is going to help so much better. Because a lot of people don't figure this out until they're like, their, their life is structured. They have a career, they have a family, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then they figure this out and they're like, oh, shit, what do I do? Totally. I mean, just by it all. It sounds like you're on the right course. So kudos to you, man. Hopefully. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> For sure. Now, a little sidestep here. Um, okay. I was so intrigued. And then I, of course, had to watch it. Tell me about landing the the Jubilee gig. Oh, yes. Okay. That that was a lot of fun. Through my acting endeavors, the, the biggest way I've tried to go about it is through social media. Um, not mean to flex on you a little bit, but I have like, <laughs> I mean, you have more than me, but I have like 17,000 TikTok followers. I've had like a few viral videos. Um, I I always pictured myself doing something like that Jubilee video. I was like, oh, like, I feel like I'd be a perfect fit for this or like something like that. And so you can sign up for their like email casting calls. So they'll like send out like six episodes that they're filming and they'll be like, we're looking for these people and these people. Um, And just in the past couple of years, especially since I've worked at the thrift store, uh, fashion has been like a really big part of my life. It's just the easiest way I can find to express myself. And so I got the casting call and I was like, hey, we're shooting a Jubilee video based on dating. And I've had horrible dating stories. So I was like, this will be funny. And it was fashion. So it's like, perfect. So I did the casting call and I heard back from them and I had like a 10 minute interview, 15 minute interview. And then they're like, all right, we want you in, you're in the loop. And I just showed up to the, to the studio on the one day and we filmed it and it took like an hour and then I was out. And I didn't expect it to be like, it, it, it was so simple when we did it. And then when the video came out, I got like a million views in like three days. And I was like, that's a lot of people that know what I look like. <laughs> so it was a little scary, but I've had like a bunch of people follow me on Instagram and be like, hey, like, where did you get this? Like, where did you get your shoes? Like, I really like liked your outfit. So it's been cool to like experience people like actually thinking you're cool and wanting to like reach out to you and talk to you. I've mm-hmm. never had that experience before. So it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. No. And you know, I think Jubilee accomplishes this in a lot of their videos, but especially with this one, I like, even though we didn't get the face reveal until near the end of the the task process, um, there was so much personality in it from everyone. And especially uh, from yourself, we got to know a lot about you before even getting a little glimpse of you, which was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that was, yeah, I, I mean, I try not to like gloat and hype myself up. It's just a thing <laughs> that I'm, I'm worried about doing. But like, okay, I'll say this, I'll say this first. Even if I did win, quote unquote, there's no way this girl would have gone out with me. She's way <laughs> too good looking for me. And I'm not just saying that to like bash myself. Like, you know, like after the video was over, after she was like, she did like, she just left. Like she didn't even talk to the guy that won. No we, like, way. <laughs> just kind of like exchanged social media and then she booked it. Um, so I think we were all just kind of in it for fun. I don't think anyone was actually looking for like, oh, I'm going to date this girl. But right. even in the editing, like I was the only person that it seemed like whenever I talked about something, they had like, they showed the photos of who I was talking about or like they had the little salsa bit or like they had the little yeah. like picture of me and her and like the superhero. Like no one else I seemed, I felt like had that. And all my friends mm-hmm. were like, the, edit- the editor was hyping you up. And I was like, yeah. So part <laughs> of me wishes I would have won just to like have like the satisfaction of having all that build up, But Regardless, it was a, it was a super fun experience. So no, totally. That looked like a ton of fun. And even as you're saying, like, man, when she came out, I was like, God damn, like, what, like, 
I, I, I'd be hard pressed to call anyone perfect, but she's she's on that borderline, yeah, you know. I, yeah, I know. It was like I mean, even compared, I'm just hard on myself anyway. Mm-hmm. But then comparing myself to the other guys who were like models and like seemed really <laughs> cool, and then there was her. I was like, bro, I should not be here at all. And I was the youngest one too. I mean, she was 21, I was 20, and the oldest guy was like 26. Oh, so I was like, dang. I don't know how I, I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. So I, I, I guess I'll make the most of it. No, but you killed it. No, for real. Thank That's you. Awesome. Um, now I feel like I may know the answer to this base of, you know, what we've been talking about already here, but would you say you keep a year, five year, 10 year goals in mind, or are you someone who's kind of taking it as it comes? Oh man, that's a, that's a good question. It's kind of both. I have ideas of where I want to be in five to five years, 10 years. You know, obviously I, I like to be a successful actor and and just have a healthy relationship with someone and, and just be settled down. I, I feel like part of my struggle, I, I still live at home. I live with my mom and my sister. Part of my biggest struggle is just like, I never felt like I had something that was truly mine. You know, five, 10 years from now, I really want to have that something that's mine. And I feel like I have control over and, and just be happy and not have to stress over, you know, money and, and stuff like that. I feel like that's a very simple goal. But in terms of like actually getting there, I have no idea. I, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine where I'm going to be in a year. Yeah, There's like so much that I want to do. And, and when I don't know how to do something in its entirety, it feels so overwhelming. So like short term goals for me, like I want to get in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be in a better financial situation. I could do, I could realistically do that in half a year, even two or three months, but like actually doing that, I have no idea how to do that. And then like having an idea of where, you know, if I made a plan and I achieved those goals, like, I don't know what those goals would look like necessarily. So I I definitely have to be a little bit more realistic in terms of my long-term goals and be like, okay, if that's really what I want, I got to start making short-term goals to get there. Cause as of now, I'm just like, oh, I have this goal that I want to be at in 10 years and then I'll just magically get there, but I don't know (laughs) the steps to do it. If that makes sense. No, yeah. And that's, you know, you talk to anyone that does like goal planning or either in counseling or career wise, it's all about those little steps. So yeah, 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 definitely. That's huge. That's awesome. This week's question is, what tools would you say you use to manage anger? How do you resolve that turmoil whenever it arises in your life? Oh, that is a good question. Yeah, that's actually pretty uh, prevalent, if you Mm -hmm. will. My, I grew up with... Especially in middle school, my dad, my mom and dad got divorced when I was like at the end of elementary school. And so it was very difficult for both of them. But my dad would get like very angry Mm -hmm. Um, and there was just a lot of fighting and stuff like that. So growing up, I I see anger as like the ultimate evil. Mm -hmm. Like I can't let myself be angry around my friends or or family. Like I, I just can't do that. Um, and so on a, on a not so healthy note, one way I've been able to manage it is just to kind of keep it internalized, um, you, you know, not let it out. But I think on a more healthy note, something that's definitely helped me is just to say that it's okay to be angry. You know, like, I, I don't think you have to like always take the high road when it comes. Obviously, you know, you shouldn't go and scream at someone in their face and, and be angry and lash out at everyone. But like, if something upsets you, that's okay. Like you shouldn't have to hide it just to be presentable or be likable. Right. Um, what I found if I if I'm really angry about something, just like take that energy and put it into something. Go on a walk, play a video game, do something mm-hmm. that you like. Because uh, you know, especially I, I feel like a lot of people bottle up their anger and their emotions, and then when they let it out, they don't know what to do with it. So I think letting it out when it comes in, and then if you truly 
can't handle it, not disregarding it, but try to channel that energy into something that is not going to make you so upset. Even like sleeping, you know, if you're angry, go take a nap and then you'll wake up and you'll feel better. <laughs> yeah, I, I get so amazed nine times out of 10. I'm feeling in a funk, whatever. I go outside, be getting some fresh air. Totally different person. I know. It's, it's it crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. Oh, that's fantastic advice. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Sweet. That's that's kind of about it. Uh, okay, thank cool. Thank you for your time and words. Do you have any exciting plans the rest of the day? I might be hanging out with a girl I've been talking to that I really like, but hey, I yo. don't know. <laughs> I, it's, I have no idea. It, she's super cool, and like she kind mm. of intimidates me in a good way. Um, so I don't know. Uh, we've been talking for like a month. It's been like not talking. We just send memes to each other. So I don't really know how she feels about me or how she's going to be, but we might hang out today. So I'm not Plus, sure. But if she's sending the memes back, that's not a bad sign. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So I can't complain, but probably that if if not anything else. That's fantastic. We'll do enjoy if it comes around. Thank you. I appreciate it. Again, Joe, thank you so much for your time and your words. It really means a lot. Of course. No, I, I appreciate you having me on. And even if it was short notice, I, I this is a lot of fun. So I appreciate <laughs> you taking your time to respond to me and, and getting this all together. Oh yeah. Um well until then, I'll uh I'll let you to it, but I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. Alrighty. I'll see you later. Thanks again. Hey, thank you. Ciao. All right, bye bye. Special thanks to Alicia, Ruben, and Joe for making this episode possible. Intro music provided by Wafee, that's W-A-Y-F-I-E, and accompanying tracks by Lowboil, that's L-O-B-O-I-L, who can both be found on all major streaming platforms. Be sure to come by our Twitch stream every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 2 p.m. PST for more Blonde Radio content brought to you live. I'll see you soon, and thanks for tuning in to Blonde Radio.